Hey guys, this is Mike, and you're listening to Feeling Twisty. I'm really glad you're here. I want to start with a quote from Neville Goddard's lecture, Catch the Mood. I take a look at my world, and I'm very restricted. Everything about me is something I would like to break through, transcend it, become a bigger person, a more secure person, where I'm doing a greater job in the world. All these things I would like to do, but reason tells me I am not doing it and my senses confirm my reason. Now, is there something in me that is my true self that can do it? Yes, my imagination can do it. In my imagination, I go and prepare the state. I actually go into the state and fill that state with my own being and view the world from that state. I don't think of it. I think from it. When I think from it, I'm actually preparing that state. That's from Catch the Mood. It's a great lecture. And once you're in that state, once you've prepared that state and entered it in imagination, the only thing left for you to do is to sustain that state. Continue seeing the world from this new state of consciousness where you were in a previously in a state of lacking whatever that desire was, whatever that wish is, whether it's well, a beautiful sunset or health or financial freedom. There are just as infinite number of desires as there are states of consciousness. So whatever it is you desire, you're in this state of not having it. And then you move into the state of having it. The simplest way for me to do that is to reply to myself, how would I feel if I had that already, if I were that already. And that feeling that comes up in response, that reply within myself is me moving into that new state, accepting it, taking that feeling on, making it a part of me. That is me moving into this new state of consciousness from lacking whatever that was that I wanted into having it in imagination. In Neville's book, Prayer, the Art of Believing, he explains it so clearly how by capturing the feeling and sustaining it, we bring about the state. I'll quote from the book to, so I get this right. The feeling of the wish fulfilled, if assumed and sustained, must objectify the state that would have created it. So we always look at... we've were raised to think uh, there are causes outside of us that cause us to feel certain things. My family never had money, so I feel a certain way about money and the absence of it. People can be mean out there and awful, and so I feel a certain way because of other people. I feel a certain way because of what the doctors are saying, what the news broadcasts are saying always perpetually putting our feelings uh, as the effect of outside causes. But that's uh, not the way it truly is. We have it reversed. The cause always comes from within us because consciousness, like Neville says and others, and I agree, consciousness is the only reality. So I can appropriate bring about that state that would have brought about the feelings of success, 
of healthiness or wealth. I can bring up those feelings and sustain those feelings, sustain that state. And that state that would have caused those feelings must be objectified. Because nothing can exist outside of our consciousness. If we're conscious of being it, it must be objectified. Consciousness, this one being, we can call it God. I use God most often because that's what I grew up with as being the supreme ultimate. You can call it whatever you want. Big Daddy, <laughs> the infinite Oreo, whatever. It doesn't matter what you call it as long as you understand that you are not separate from it. There is no separation. And your body is a manifestation of that same consciousness. This is a state of being, each one of us, individualized, seemingly separate, but absolutely not separate. All of us one. God in all and through all, above all. Nothing made that was not made by God. Or nothing exists without consciousness. So you can, and if you know this and you believe it, you really know that your consciousness, that consciousness is the only reality and that what you imagine and sustain and believe, really believe to be true about yourself and your world, then you can make shifts throughout the day changing your experience. You feeling uh, restricted right now? That first line from that quote from Catch the Mood is what caught my attention uh, today. Take a look at my world and I am very restricted. Are you feeling hemmed in, restricted by this whole lockdown thing, this quarantine or uh, maybe quarantine's not the right answer. Um, self-isolation, social distancing. You may feel physically restricted, but that doesn't mean that your life is coming, crashing down around you. It doesn't mean that you're going to, to die. It doesn't mean your loved ones are going to suffer. It doesn't mean you're going to lack money or lack food unless you believe it to be. You could be looking at this whole experience right now, waking up in misery, waking up and thinking, oh gosh, dude, another day stuck at home with my family, <laughs> worrying about money and food and health. And everywhere you look, coming from that state of consciousness, you're going to have more experiences to reinforce that state. More things to be fearful of. The lack of money may even become more intense. Whatever you're conscious of being is what you're going to experience. So you're not going to experience health and financial freedom. And right now, freedom of any sort. <laughs> if you're dwelling in the state where these things are lacking. So I know people that are experiencing what uh, I'm talking about right now. And they, they wake up and they all they see is more things to be afraid of. And they're just 
consuming, devouring every bit of information that's coming in, all of this data that's coming in about the economy and about the uh, the virus, the pandemic. And they're just getting sicker and sicker in the mind, getting very depressed and worried and so fearful. And then I have other friends and family and myself that are dwelling in a completely different state. We don't see the, we're not buying into the fear and the, the misery. We see love and beauty all around us. And you can shift from one of the state of fear and doubt and worry. Shift instantly into a state of beauty and love and compassion. It's obvious if you think about someone you know, or maybe it's you that's dwelling in this state of fear or worry and you're deeply depressed, you could see a beautiful sunset and it not mean a damn thing to you. But somebody that's dwelling in a state of this of beauty, the state of love and compassion and knowing that they're thriving because of their own state of consciousness and they see the same sunset and they're just in awe of the beauty the majesty of it all. It's the same sun, but looks completely different or means something completely different depending on the state of consciousness. You could be in a very depressed state, just miserable, self-loathing, and you see the sunset and you think, great, now I have to go to sleep with my thoughts. Someone else to see that could see that beautiful sunset and take in the beauty of it and relish the idea of going to sleep and wondering about the adventure they're going to have while they're sleeping, knowing that their consciousness, what they are imagining, is what they're going to experience. If you create that feeling of peace and calmness, or whatever it is you're lacking, whatever it is you want, Maybe at the moment you're thinking, you know, you, maybe you're not working and you're home and you're, you've got this thought running like a subroutine on a computer, running in your mind, constantly in the background, thinking about where's the money going to come from? I'm not getting paid now. Yeah, I know we have to stay home, but dang it, I've got to, I've got to get money. I've got to eat. you can move into a new state of consciousness. I know you might be thinking that, Mike, it's so hard right now because this is, this is real. This thing, everything's shut down. But you're still looking at that thing. You're still looking at the job you had up until last week maybe as your source. You're looking to the government as your source. They're not your source. You can release yourself from the tyranny of secondary cause. I love that quote. Not my quote. That's a Neville quote. But you can release yourself from it. You can try, you can actually have freedom when you drop this belief in secondary cause. It doesn't matter that you're not working 
right at this moment because of this whole pandemic thing or whatever. That is not your source. Imagination is your source. God is your source. Or if you prefer consciousness, the big infinite Oreo is your source. Nothing outside of you has any power over you. So you could look at it, this opportunity. You've been wanting to get better at this. Maybe you've been studying Neville for a while, maybe a couple of years, and you're thinking, you've been over and over thinking, wow, I just want to get better at this. I want to truly live knowing that everything is coming from me. And you're not talking to some outside God or being, trying to convince them to teach you this. But you've had this going on in your mind. I want to get better at this. And maybe you've imagined yourself. You imagined, you've assumed the feeling of being a master at this, to really getting it, to knowing without any doubt that your imagination creates your reality. And you wanted that. And it's burning inside you this desire to be this type of person to where nothing bothers you, nothing on the outside bothers you because you know the truth of yourself. You know your true self. So let's say you've been imagining that, you've assumed that months ago. I want to, what would it be like to be a master at this, to really get it and to not be uh, bothered by anything on the outside? Wouldn't that be cool to live completely knowingly? every moment of my day live from my imagination, knowing that it's all coming from me. Well, congratulations, this is it. This is your chance. This is the opportunity. You've been wanting to be good at this, to really get it, not just for, like my buddy Dave says, the simple, stupid little things, <laughs> but in every way, in every way, your entire human experience in this human universe, you want it to be all from you, knowing that it's all from you. And no more worrying about what this seemingly outside world says. This is your shot. Not your only shot, but this is it. You've been wanting it. Look at it like that. Oh, yes. Now I can do it. And now you have time to read some more Neville Goddard lectures and now, as of this episode, there are 100 episodes of Feeling Twisty. That's a great way. Spend 20 minutes, depending on, you know, some of the earlier ones are only 10 minutes long. These, some are 45 minutes long. Most are right around the 30-minute range. Carve out, you know, half an hour in your day. Listen to Feeling Twisty. Read a Neville Goddard lecture. Commune with yourself. Spend some time in the silence, in the stillness. You've got plenty of time now, right? This is your moment. The things you've been wanting, more time to study and to really dive into what that means when Neville says imagining creates reality. What does it mean when Mike says to live in an uh, absurdly irrational life? I love the absurdly irrational. And what I've discovered when, when I start with something I want, and I, my reasoning at first, based on the state I'm in at the moment, the state where I don't have this thing I want, 
to me in that state, the facts say, well, that's absurdly irrational. <laughs> that's impossible. And I do a little mental high five with myself, like Barney Stinson on the uh, series, How I Met Your Mother. I've talked about that before. I, I do a little mental high five with myself and say what Barney would always say when faced, when somebody would tell him it's impossible. Challenge accepted. And then when I do move in imagination into that state of having whatever that was that my prior state said was irrational, absurdly irrational and impossible. Once I'm dwelling in this new state of consciousness, it doesn't seem irrational anymore. It doesn't seem over the top. No, because I'm dwelling in this new state of consciousness. So of course that's normal and natural to me. So what in one state seems like a miracle coming from this other state of having and being that already, it's not a miracle. There are no thunderbolts and lightning. That's not Moses with the glowing hair coming down off the mountain or the burning bush. No, because from this new state of consciousness, this new state of being, this thing I wanted, this thing I wanted to experience is normal. It's natural because I'm dwelling in that state of having it already. Do you see the difference? So anytime I start with something that's absurdly irrational, it's only irrational when I'm dwelling in that state of not having it. But I know, I know because I am not even the facts or I'm not this state of consciousness. I am the one observing all of this. I'm observing my thoughts. I'm observing my states. So I know even when I think of something I want and I say to myself, well, that's absurdly irrational. I already know that I'm not buying into it, but I enjoy the game. I enjoy thinking of things that seem immediately as absurdly irrational, knowing full well that they're not. But I like it. I like thinking, well, that's absurd. That's irrational. Challenge accepted. And then I move into this new state of consciousness of having that or being that. Nothing is impossible. Once you get over the idea that you are your body and that you're separate, or get over this idea where each one of us are separate but connected by some being, and get over the idea that you have to say a certain prayer, and get down on your knees in a certain church and get the certain oil and the certain holy water on you, and ask this spirit in the sky to enter you. Get over all of that. The Bible says over and over that God's name is I am. To exist, I exist. This existence, this consciousness, this awareness is everything. We are all part of it. All of us, and even saying part of it, to me indicates there's still some fragments. This whole fragmented world where we seem separate is just imagined. There is no separation. There's no separation between you and the rest of the universe. The Bible talks about it. I, the Lord, my I am, is one. And then in the Ephesians, Paul says that there's one Father above all, in all, through all, 
and we're all going on the same path. He didn't say people that knelt down and asked Jesus into their hearts. It didn't say that people that only ate veg vegetables or didn't eat meat on Fridays. No, we all are the same. This one being, this awareness, God, is all of us. So knowing that, knowing that you can, by changing your state of consciousness, you can completely change, radically change your life. What, what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? You have plenty of time now if you're staying at home. You can come up with all kinds of desires. I know you've got desires. We have desires every day. And if you say you don't, you're full of crap. Are you never hungry? You desire to eat. You desire to get out of bed. Well, maybe some of you didn't desire to get out of bed, but yet you desire to stay in bed then. And Neville mentioned, talk, talked about people, and I've, you know, I hear about people that talk about you need to drop all desire, drop all desire to find peace. But even that, like Neville says, is still a desire to drop desire. So you cannot get away from desire. So quit running from it. Quit thinking it's a bad thing or feeling guilty because you want money or you want some good steak right now. Quit feeling guilty. Your awareness of being is God. Mine too. So if you want steak, imagine taking a bite of that delicious steak. Or imagine whatever that implies you've enjoyed that steak. I like to go past it, you know, to the feeling of having enjoyed the delicious meal. You might enjoy, imagine the sizzle of the steak hitting the grill. You imagine whatever you want that implies your wish fulfilled. Or knowing that consciousness, consciousness is the only reality, just accept that your desire is done. You don't have to create a scene. All of this is imagination. <laughs> you are a symbol, your body and your experiences. Everything is a symbol of what you're imagining. So you can, at this moment, just decide that your desire is fulfilled and know that it's done. And all you have to do is just continue knowing that it's done. But Mike, it's so hard. Hey, believe me, I know. I get what you're saying. I've been there where it really, really felt like I was banging my head against the wall over and over again, trying to get through to the next room, ignoring the fact there's a door wide open right next to me, thinking, you know, slamming my head. There's got to be an easier way. Why is this so hard? Oh, there it is. Because I was trying to force it and focused on the lack constantly turning backwards, trying to walk forward with my head turned back, looking at my problem, trying to fool myself into believing that I was living in the end, that I was truly dwelling in this new state of consciousness, but I wasn't. And it took me so long for some things because I refused to be honest with myself. You know, in the Bible, it talks about God is not mocked. And it says, I am with you always to the end of time. Because that's consciousness. 
Consciousness is the only reality. Of course you can't run from it. Highest mountains, lowest valleys, deepest oceans. You can go wherever. Like I'm totally botching that psalm, but saying, I can't get away from you, God. Right, because that's you. You can't get away from yourself. But for so long, I, th I thought I was tricking myself into believing I was living in the end. Until finally, I had to have that, you know, a come to Jesus moment with myself. Mike, you're not doing it. You say you are. You go through the motions, but you're not. You smile and pretend everything's fine. But inside, there's this little quiet turmoil going on, this little hurricane of fear and doubt. And at the eye of that storm is that problem, whirling around it, all of your fears and, and, and your emotions secretly going around it like a subroutine. Well, I'm throwing in all kinds of different uh, <laughs> analogies. Maybe I can fit a sports euphemism into. I was just going through the motions, pretending that I was living in the end but I wasn't paying attention to what I was truly thinking and feeling throughout the day, that inner talk. Be honest with yourself. Do I truly believe I am this thing, that I am this new being, this new person? Right? Do I truly believe that what I imagined is coming to pass? Do I truly believe that? Okay, yes, I do. I do believe it. All right, Mike, then shut the F up and accept it. Seriously, I, that's what I, I use the expletive with myself. I did tell myself to shut the F up. You know what, how this works. Stop looking backward, focusing on that problem, and know that it's done. And it is, just like my analogy of banging my head on the wall, trying to make a doorway, trying to make an opening to get to the next room. And all I had to do, if I were physically doing that, was to take a step back and move through the open door. That's what it felt like for me, going from banging my head on the wall, trying to force my way through, to just surrendering to the door that's wide open right in front of me. This feeling of moving and dwelling into this, in this new state of consciousness, for me, it's never big and, and boisterous and, you know, clanging cymbals and all these things, no fireworks. It's quiet. It's subtle. It's simple. It's a surrender. And when I surrender, when I say that, I mean just, I let go. I take my hands, I loosen my grip, trying to force my way through. And I surrender to it, knowing that what I've imagined is coming to pass. And all I need to do is just let it be. Let that go. And carry on about my day knowing that everything I experience, even things that seem like there's no way this can be helpful to me, like a pandemic, I know that my imaginal acts create facts, like Neville says. I know that consciousness is the only reality, and I know my desires are fulfilled. So there is nothing that I experience throughout my day that I question. I either give it no meaning at all, 
or I rejoice in some things knowing like, oh, cool. I know things are happening. I know everything I experience is part of what Neville calls this bridge of incident. I know that I'm being brought to the realization of my dream, my wish. You give everything meaning. So you can look at this opportunity right now, a golden opportunity handed to you on a huge silver platter from yourself, your true self, saying you wanted more time to really dive deep into imagination. You want to reset your life. Maybe you've thought like that. You've imagined having like a big reset button and be able to start over. I just want to change everything. I really want to dive deep and imagine up a whole new life. This is a great opportunity. So don't get down and think things are bad and things are going to get worse. You get to decide. You give meaning to everything. Thank you so much for listening. Oh, by the way, uh, I want to hear some great stories from you. I know you're having some cool things happen for you. I know you are. I know you're having wins every day. And I know you've got time on your hands now. <laughs> so email me. Email your success stories. Email me your questions. I want to share your successes with other listeners. Because when we share our stories, we help others. And we help ourselves. Share me. Your, share me? <laughs> share me now. <laughs> share with me your stories. Feelingtwisty at gmail.com. I love you guys. This is Feeling Twisty.